Hello team, welcome to the Strong, Healthy, Happy podcast. The podcast that teaches you how to build a strong, healthy, happy body with an anti-diet culture and mental health approach. I'm Liz Campbell, owner and trainer at M12 Fitness. Let's get on with today's episode so you can start building a strong, healthy, happy body. Cardio versus strength training. What are the differences and why are they both important? So yes, they are both important. This is one reason why we do a mixture of both within the M12 Fitness Home Workout community. Making sure each system is healthy and functioning properly should be one of your main concerns when you start a fitness routine. Also, we're going to get really, really nerdy today here too, team. We're going to talk about why training both is important, the anatomy of these systems, and also the energy systems that fuel them. So it's going to be some big words today. Uh, We're going to get really nerdy and get into the science of these things. So the primary fitness components for optimal health are cardiorespiratory capacity, muscular capacity, and flexibility. You can also add your social, emotional, and mental health to that. And of course, if you've been here for a while, or even if you are brand new, um, we find mental health so important here at M12 Fitness. That is a huge, huge focus for us. So we really do take that into account when it comes to one of the fitness components for optimal health. So before we get into more of what I was talking about, uh, let's take a look at what makes up both of these systems. We're going to look at the anatomy first, and kind of as I go, I will tell you why uh, basically working that one system is so important for your body. So let's start with your cardiorespiratory system. Your cardiorespiratory system is made up of your heart, lungs, arteries, veins, and a network of air passageways that includes your esophagus, trachea, and your larynx or your voice box. So kind of the short form of how this system works is oxygen poor blood gets sent to your lungs where it's oxygenated from you breathing in. Then it's sent back to your heart where it's pumped to the rest of your body via your arteries and your veins. If you want to know the difference between arteries and veins, arteries take blood away from our hearts. This is easy to remember because arteries and away both start with A, and then veins are just the opposite of that. One way to think of veins as well is the V looks like the bottom of an arrow. So that's bringing blood back to your heart. If you wanna know more about how your heart works, um, episode two is all about that how our hearts work, how to find your heart rate, and also what is considered a healthy heart rate. So how this system responds to exercise is, your brain recognizes the need for more oxygen in your muscles. You work out, the oxygen in your muscles is going to be depleted. After that, it sends signals to your heart to increase your heart rate, and it also increases something called stroke volume, which is the amount of blood your left ventricle pumps to your body during one of its pumps. And again, if you do wanna check out episode two when it comes to that heart rate, I tell you a whole lot more about it in that episode. This increase in what is called cardiac output increases the amount of oxygen-rich blood to your muscles. Your lungs during all of this are busy oxygenating that oxygen-poor blood by increasing your breathing rate The more oxygen your muscles need, the faster and deeper you're going to be breathing. 
During the first few minutes of exercise, something called your pulmonary ventilation also increases very similarly to your heart rate. You take in more oxygen per hour than you would if you were resting. Benefits of cardio training are a lower resting heart rate, uh, it balances your blood pressure, and it can help you do everyday activities with ease. Cardio training also reduces your risk of non-communicable diseases like certain cancers, diabetes, and certain respiratory diseases as well. Very, very cool system. I love how the heart and the lungs work together. Now that we've talked about our cardiorespiratory system, let's get into our musculoskeletal system. So this includes our bones, cartilage, ligaments, tendons, and connective tissues. All these things work together to help you move. So they are basically the reason why we are able to move around the way we do. It helps support our body's weight, okay? So it holds us up straight, it maintains our posture. It also generates body heat to maintain a constant body temperature. Your musculoskeletal system is what keeps our temperature regulated so we don't get too hot or we don't get too cold. The scientific study of this system is called myology. Just a little, little fact for you for today's episode. Um, muscle tissue is made up of specialized uh, groups of cells that have four unique characteristics. And those characteristics are excitability, which is when that muscle gets an impulse from your brain for it to move. Contractility, which is when the muscle responds to that impulse from the brain. Extensibility, which allows the muscle to be lengthened without being damaged, okay? So extensibility or its stretchiness and elasticity, which lets the muscle return to its normal length after being shortened or lengthened. We have three different types of muscle tissues. They are skeletal, which are the muscles you think of when you think of muscles. They are the muscles that are attached to our skeleton. Cardiac, which makes up our heart, and smooth, which are actually the walls of our hollow organs like our stomach and intestines. Since today we're talking about strength training, we're gonna stick with just talking about our skeletal muscles themselves. So skeletal muscles are the most abundant tissues in our body. We have over 600 individual muscles, over 600. That blew my mind when I read that amount. Knowing we have over 200 bones was mind blowing. And now to know that we have over 600 muscles. Muscle cells are made up of 73% water, 24% proteins, um, and a small amount of electrolytes like sodium and potassium, calcium, those sorts of things. You can work these muscles to reach certain fitness goals uh, for your muscles, and those include power, strength, and endurance. So depending on these strength or endurance goals, you can think of working your skeletal muscles kind of on a spectrum. Lifting heavy weights for a smaller amount of reps, like kind of around the one to four reps area, is going to improve your muscle power. Lifting a slightly lighter weight for a slightly higher amount of reps, say four to 10 reps, is going to improve your muscle strength. When it comes to muscle strength and muscle power as well, you want to lift enough weight where you're burning the muscle out by the end of it. 
So basically, if you do three, three sets of four reps, you want to almost not be able to finish that fourth rep on the third set if you are working on your muscle strength. And then finally, towards the end of the spectrum, lifting lighter weights for a high amount of reps, say up to 20 reps, is going to improve your muscle endurance. Muscle endurance, of course, is basically the things that help us do um, like everyday tasks longer. So that's like raking leaves, going for a run, those sorts of things are muscle endurance. The benefits of training our skeletal muscles include performing everyday tasks with ease. So that one is kind of combined with cardio. Those two things kind of work together to help you perform everyday tasks with ease. It increases strength and endurance, of course. <laughs> it lowers your risk of injury. It makes your bones stronger. So that's another reason to add strength training to your regime. And it promotes mobility and flexibility. So now that we've kind of gone over how these two systems are made up, the anatomy of them, the health benefits of them, we're going to talk about the energy systems that these two systems use. So the molecule the body uses for energy is called adenosine triphosphate, or we can simply shorten that to ATP. Your liver converts the caloric energy that you've eaten from the carbs, proteins, and fats in your diet, and it turns them into this energy. The study of how energy flows through our bodies is called bioenergetics, and it can be broken into two categories, energy itself and metabolism. Energy is the ability to do physical work and the conversion of chemical energy from food into mechanical energy that we use for our muscles. Whereas metabolism is the sum of all the chemical reactions in your body that either use or create energy. When the amount of ATP you have in your system can support your body's demand for energy, your body reaches something called homeostasis, which is when your bodily functions are in a state of balance and stability. This is one reason why eating the appropriate amount of calories every day is so important. I want you to think of ATP as your body's ability to buy things, like a currency. If you don't have enough ATP to perform a certain task, you're going to burn out before you can complete it. You're not going to be able to buy that exercise or that task that you want to complete. So we have two main energy systems. We have four altogether, but the other two are kind of umbrellaed under the systems we're going to talk about. So these two main energy systems are called the anaerobic and aerobic systems. The aerobic systems are made up of the aerobic glycolysis and the fatty acid oxidation system. So those are two different things, not, not two different things because one is umbrellaed under the other, but aerobic glycolysis and fatty acid oxidation are two systems. The aerobic glycosis system's main energy comes from carbohydrates and the fatty acid oxidation system's main energy comes from, you guessed it, fats, yes. <laughs> the aerobic systems are for endurance activities with a low intensity and a long duration. Things maybe like swimming, running, uh, marathons, anything like that. 
The anaerobic systems are made up of the ATP-CP and anaerobic glycolysis systems. The ATP-CP system's main energy comes from creatine, while the anaerobic glycolysis system's energy comes from carbs, very similarly to the aerobic glycolysis system. The anaerobic systems are for high-intensity and short-duration exercises, like a, like a hit class or jump squats or something like that. In a nutshell, working both of these systems is important to help you do everyday tasks with ease, to help yourself avoid injury, and to keep yourself free of non-communicable diseases. That's our episode. Thanks so much for your time, team. I always appreciate you being here. If you enjoyed today's episode, I invite you to like, share, subscribe, and I would truly appreciate a review if you feel so inclined to leave one. Check out what M12 Fitness is all about and what we offer at m12fitness.com. That's m12fitness.com. And find us on Facebook and Instagram at m12fitnessliz. Thanks again so much for being part of the team, and I'll be back with more soon.